You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. What's going on, New Song Students? Hope you guys are doing good. I want to welcome you to my house. Welcome. Hope you guys are doing good. Obviously, if you've clicked on this video, you know uh, that we had to cancel service tonight due to all the ice and the crazy weather we're having because we live in Oklahoma City. Can I get an amen? Um, I want you guys to know that I seriously hate canceling service because I love you guys so much and I don't love preaching to a camera. I like preaching to your faces. And so um, I just want you to know I miss you guys so much. Me and your leaders, we're praying for you and we love you guys. Um, and not only that, I want, I want to encourage you to, to really just be in it for the next 15 minutes or so with me. You clicked on this video, you're here, you've made the decision to, to get poured into just a little bit tonight, and I wanna first commend you for that, but then I also just wanna encourage you to just lean in. Uh, lean into what God has for you. Um, I, I, normally when we cancel, we don't always post a, a sermon video, but I felt like God gave me a word for you guys, and I didn't wanna not share it with you. And so uh, so just lean in with me for the next 15 minutes or so uh, as we jump into week two of our series XO, talking all about relationships. Uh, before we get into that though, don't forget next week uh, is our very special guest speaker, Molly, uh, your very own leader. She's going to be bringing a powerful word. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And then also We're going to be closing out this series with asking for a friend, and so we need your questions. Send them in. Tonight's the last night to get those in to us. Um, And we've been getting some good questions, and we've been getting some funny questions. In fact, I want to read you two of the ones that we got. Uh, We got a question from from one of you guys, and uh, I don't know who it is. I don't want to make any guesses on the internet, but it says, Will my partner, Choncho, give me some sweats? Y'all... For real? We, we got another question that says, that says this. Is it true that Matt knows everything about relationships? I mean, he landed Annie, and so he must be a wizard. That is a fairly good question. Matt is a wizard when it comes to relationships. But um, anyway, guys, make sure you send in some questions. We really want to answer some of your tough questions. Anything that involves relationships, we want to be able to answer that for you through the lens of how God sees it um, as we close out this series. But um, like I said, we are continuing in XO. We're talking all about relationships. And maybe you're here tonight or you were here last week and you're thinking, why are we spending four weeks talking about relationships? I'm not even in a relationship. Um, Or maybe you're here and you're watching and you're like, Jackson, my relationships are fine. Like, I don't have any drama in my relationships. I'm... I got my relationships on lock. Maybe that's you and you don't understand why we're going to be spending so much time talking about this. And here's the reason why. It's because relationships are kind of a big deal to God. They're actually a really big deal to God. When God sees relationships and the way we interact with one another, the way we love one another, it's a big deal to Him. In fact, uh, there's a quote that one of my favorite pastors, outside of Pastor Josh, obviously, preaches, and he's from um, New York City. His name is John Tyson, and, and he says this. I love this quote. He says, The proof of discipleship is not in how much we quote the Bible, 
It's not in how much we pray. It's not in how much we understand the Christian worldview. Those things are important, but Jesus said the proof is in the way we love one another. And our love has to be marked by Christ. Man, I love this quote. What is he saying? He's saying the proof of our discipleship. In other words, the fact that we call ourselves Christians, people who follow Jesus, who love him, who are trying to know God better. If that's who you say you are, if you're watching this tonight and you'd say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm somebody who follows God. Yeah, I'm somebody who's in pursuit of God. If you say that's who you are, what John Tyson is saying, and I love this, is the proof of that claim about yourself is in the way that you love the people in your life. And that's such a powerful statement because I think if we're honest, the problem that the world faces a lot of the times is they see Christians, they see people like you and me who claim to be followers of Jesus, but we don't back it up with the way that we love people. And this is why relationships are such a big deal to God. And you know, this isn't a new problem. We see this in Jesus's time. We see people focusing on the wrong things. Religious people, actually, they were called the Pharisees and they had, their focus was all wrong. It wasn't on loving people well. It was on, on looking holy and looking like I had the right answers and looking like I knew what I was doing. But in reality, they were really terrible at loving people. And Jesus came and he changed the narrative. He said, hey, it's about the way you love people. That's the proof of your discipleship. And so that's why we're spending four weeks on relationships. It's a big deal to God. And uh, if you weren't here last week, we spent some time diving into what I think is the most important part. I got to tag team with, with my wife, Haley. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you didn't get to hear it, check it out on the podcast. But we got to talk about how healthy relationships, they start with you. It starts with you choosing to be a healthy person yourself. And we, we took some time looking at some of the unhealth <laughs> that we can find in our hearts, some of the mess that we don't want to just point out but that we want to bring to Jesus because he wants to clean up our mess. And so tonight, we're going to be continuing in week two of XO, looking at the culture of relationships. The culture of relationships and the message tonight is entitled, It's Up to Me. So last week, we looked about how it starts with me. And tonight, we're looking at how it's up to me. It's up to you. And to do this, we're going to look at Daniel chapter one. Now, I know what you're thinking, Pastor Jackson. We just read Daniel, the book of Daniel, for an entire month. And I know, I know we did. Don't leave me yet. I love the book of Daniel because I think there's not a better book in the Bible that talks about culture um, in such a good way. Daniel is, so, is such a good book about how to live in a different culture and also uphold culture that reflects God. And in this book, starting in Daniel, Daniel chapter 1, we find... Daniel and these three dudes, you know them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? And they're in a culture that doesn't reflect God. And here we find a perfect example of how to walk this out. Check this out. It says, But Daniel resolved in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. I love this. He stepped out in faith against a different culture than what he was called to live. And check this out, God blesses it. It says, and God gave Daniel favor 
and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. So tonight we're talking about culture. Well, what is culture? Um, well, culture is the, the official definition is the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or social group. Now, I think typically when we hear that word culture, we think of like a nation's culture, right? Or America's culture. We think of it in this really broad, big term. But, but here's what I want you to, to see. I want to simplify this. Every single relationship you're in has a specific culture. Another way we can look at that word culture is what a group of people is okay with and what they're not okay with. And uh, to, to prove this to you, I want you to think about your family for a second. Your family, the one that you live with, the, the people that you do life with on a regular basis, the way you live, the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you act in your home represents a specific culture of your home. And I want to ask you, have you ever been had that moment when you were growing up or, or when you were a kid, maybe you went to a friend's house for the first time ever and you saw something at that house that made you realize, oh, the culture of this house is way different than the culture of my house, right? Like, I'll remember, I'll never forget this. There was uh, one time when I was hanging out with one of my friends, we were like in fifth grade or something. And I was with his dad and him, and I think his dad was taking us to the skate park one day. We were like in fifth grade. And we're in the car, and all of a sudden, a little argument starts to break out between my best friend and his dad. Now, I know you've been there before, <laughs> where you're in that really awkward scenario where your best friend is fighting with their parents in front of you, and you're just kind of like sitting in the car pretending like you don't exist. You ever been there before? Well, this is kind of how I was in this moment, except it got a little heated. And before I knew it, him, uh, my best friend and his dad just start like cussing at each other, like just going at it. And I'm in the car thinking like, dude, if I talked to my mom that way, I would, I would not be alive anymore. I would actually be dead. Like my mom would kill me if I said the words you just said to your dad. I think we've all had those moments where we realize different cultures exist. People do things differently than us. And I say all that to say this, every, cult, every relationship you're in has specific things that you're okay with and that you're not okay with. Uh, so think about it, the, the relationship that you're in with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, the way you guys talk, the way you guys interact, the way you, the, the way you do certain things or do, don't do certain things with each other. You, you have a culture, something the, the things that you're okay with and the things you're not okay with. Your friend group, maybe you've got friends and you have a really good culture. You would say that culture represents God. Or maybe you've got a group of friends and whenever you're around them, you walk away and you realize the culture, the things that they're okay with, they're things I'm not okay with. Well, many times we find ourselves in relationships where the culture is a culture that doesn't reflect God. It's not culture that God would call you to live in. Well, there's two things that we tend to do when we find ourselves in relationships like that. Either we, one, we adapt. So we just kind of start doing what that culture, that group, that relationship is okay with. And we may know in our hearts it's wrong. We may even believe something different, but we adapt and we start to go with the flow of that culture. Or 
I know I've done this before. We just hope it gets better. We, we stay friends with that person or we stay in relationship with that person and we just hope one day it'll just get better. But what I want you to see in the story of Daniel is Daniel doesn't do either one of those things. He doesn't adapt and he doesn't just hope for the better. No, Daniel actually understands something about culture and it's that culture is moldable. In other words, culture doesn't just have to stay the way it is, it can change. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but when I was a kid and I was ever in a hot tub, I always liked running in circles fast enough to where you would start to feel the water spin without you even running. You've probably experienced that before. Well, how many of you know the only way that water in that pool is going to keep spinning in that direction is if you keep going in that same direction. But the second you choose or a group of people chooses to go in the other directions, things shift. And we see this in the story of Daniel. Daniel is willing and bold enough to stand up against a culture that is against what he believes is right, what he believes is something God's called him to do. And here's what I want you to see. It just takes one. Really, in the relationships in your life, culture being good in that relationship or not, it just takes you standing up for what God's called you to stand up for. Uh, and, and here's what you need to know about relationships, about, about good culture, is that good culture is forged. It doesn't just happen. And as much as we would wish it would just happen because we're Christians and things should just change because we're in that relationship, the truth is it actually takes a lot of work. I, I love the way some pastors put it. They say, you're called to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. What does a thermometer do? Well, a thermometer simply just reads the temperature of a room. It has no power in changing the temperature, no effect in the room. All it does is just reflect what already exists. And many times we find ourselves in relationships and we just reflect good or bad culture in it. Oh, these friends gossip a lot about other people. Well, I don't want to stop them, so I'm just going to be okay with it and reflect that culture. Or, oh, my, my girlfriend is okay with going this far and not setting boundaries, and so I'm just going to reflect that. But God's actually called you to be a thermostat. What does a thermostat do? Well, a thermostat has the power to actually change the mood of the room. It changes the temperature. You can set it at a certain thing, and it changes. It has an effect. And that's ultimately what God's called you and I to be. And here's what I want you to see. When you step out in setting godly culture, God will bless it. We see this in Daniel. Daniel receives favor and, and compassion from his leaders. And I don't think that's because of them. I think it's because God blessed his move. God blessed his step in being bold in setting godly culture. So how do we see godly culture happen in our relationships. We know it doesn't just automatically happen, but we also know we're called to set it. So how do we do that? Well, I got three points for you tonight before we, before we close and you go and do whatever you do tonight. And, and the first thing is this, you've got to know it. If we're going to set godly culture, well, we got to first know what godly culture looks like. And here's the thing, I think most of the time we're in relationships and we just don't know what God's word has to say about how to handle relationships. 
Um, and here's the thing, God's word has so many, so many standards, so many ways that we're supposed to love one another. Like for instance, we see this in Jesus. Jesus served people. And many of the times in our relationships, the culture um, is serve me, uh, meet my needs. And very rarely do we go out for others in our lives and try to outserve other people like, like Jesus did. But if we know that's what Jesus did, then, then we know that's a culture we can begin to set in the relationships of our lives. Another one is this, is encouragement. You know, we're called to use our words to speak life in other people. And I know you've probably heard this before. Your words have so much power, right? And so many times we, we hear that and then we think, okay, I won't gossip. Like I won't use my words to speak death over people. But very rarely do we actually set culture of encouragement. Do you know it? Do you know what godly culture looks like? Um, the second thing we've got to do is we've got to guard it. And this is where it takes us moving. It, it, it's up to me to see godly culture. I have to if it's up to me to see godly culture, then I have to guard it, right? And this takes confrontation. And, you know, confrontation's never easy. It's not easy to confront others uh, when they're not doing what you think God's called you to do or what you think God's called your relationship to look like. It's never fun. But as we see in Daniel, God blesses the, the confrontation when we choose to step out and guard godly culture. We see this in Daniel. We even see this in, in another story where, where David, King David, has made a big mistake. He's not lived out the godly culture he's called to by having an affair with Bathsheba. And his, um, his friend and, and a prophet, Nathan, comes up and confronts him. Um, and we see him guarding godly culture um, and, and calling those things out of David. And we don't see him condemning him and pointing his sin out um, and holding it up against him. But we actually see Nathan sticking with David throughout the rest of his reign in, in Israel. And so, do you guard godly culture? And then finally, we have to repeat it. The thing is, just because we've confronted um, bad culture in a relationship once doesn't mean it's not going to come up again. Um, it doesn't mean we're going to have to continually fight for godly culture. Godly culture doesn't just happen. It takes you and me um, guarding it, knowing it, and then repeating it every single day. But I want to encourage you, New Song students, when you do that, when you learn to, to love the way Jesus has called you to love and see good godly culture in your relationships, that, that you can actually be that proof to the world of who you follow. You can be that proof to the world that you are who you say you are, somebody who loves God, somebody who follows him and, and wants to know him better. And so, New Song students, I love you guys. Let's be people who fight for godly culture in our relationships. Culture that God would look at and say, man, man, that looks like my kingdom. That looks like my family. I love you guys. I hope you have an incredible night and we'll see you next week.